0: Welcome to the Booktopia podcast. I'm here with Shanu and Libby Trickett to talk about her new book, Beneath the Surface. Thanks
1: so much for joining us. Libby. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting to be here.
0: <laughs> so I thought I'd just start off by get, letting you talk a bit and tell us okay. a bit about what um, what brought you to write the book, you know, and w- what what is it about?
1: Yeah, it's... um. So I never kind of imagined just writing, like, a sporting memoir. Like, I... If that's what the book was going to be about, I, I don't think I ever would have done it because as I'm a massive sports fan, I find sport really interesting, but also, I mean, it's a very narrow part of who I am, I guess, you know, it's, it's. I mean, it's been a huge part of who I am, it's um, brought me so much in my life, but, you know, that, that part of my life is over and, you know, people might find that hard to resonate or connect with and, Um, I didn't want it just to be about sport but um, about two years ago I got approached um, by Claire Kingston from Allen and Unwin who sort of reached out because she had heard uh, a conversation that I'd had on a a podcast um, talking about postnatal depression and my experience with that with, with my first daughter And she was like, oh, I just, you know, was interested to see if you had ever thought about writing a book and talking about your experiences and things like that. And for me, it it felt like the right time because um, it would allow me to talk, yes, talk about my swimming experience, which people do find interesting and it can be um, fascinating to see what kind of goes into that elite level sport. But I wanted something that would actually really resonate and connect with other people. And I think that... um, communal connection that we can get from, you know, experiencing motherhood or experiencing um, difficult times uh, really can be a, a nice thing for people to to read and maybe resonate with.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a really interesting way to approach it because it feels to me like you're one of those people, irrespective of the fact that you're, you know, a three-time Olympian <laughs> uh, elite sports person, mm. uh, that you sort of a, became... Got to that point by being the sort of organised, ambitious person yes. who are, in my experience, personal and otherwise, are often people who end up suffering from personal mm. depression. Um, do you think that's a fair assessment?
1: Yeah, well, I think on some level you have to be a little bit... <laughs> I don't want to say crazy, but you're incredibly intense as an elite athlete. You are incredibly fierce and focused and driven you have this one singular goal that you're after and you're – for me I was training 35 hours a week for 50 weeks a year for the better part of a decade. Like that amount of focus and dedication is – I find remarkable now and I did it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how people do it. I certainly couldn't do it now um, <laughs> at this stage of my life but that's something that was really exciting to me and that I was just so – You're so laser-focused on it. And, yes, I think even when I was achieving the very best that um, I did in my swimming career and, you know, I I got to achieve everything that I could have dreamt of. Yes, there were things that I wish I could have done better, but that's that's the athlete in me. You know, I I won four (laughs) Olympic gold medals, but still that wasn't perfect for me in my mind at that time. And so you're incredibly critical of yourself. You're incredibly... Um, harsh on your performance and so I think you kind of naturally have that personality Mm. to sort of get to that level and so when you do transition into the real world whether it be into parenthood or whether it be into the workplace or you know some sort of business venture you do have really high expectations of yourself and if you don't measure that with patience and um, understanding that you know you're not going to be an elite level business person or elite level parent <laughs> at the drop
2: of a hat. What maybe does that not. Mean? Maybe not ever.
1: <laughs> um, it, it can be really difficult to make that adjust, adjustment, and, and certainly that's where I think it can lead to mental health issues in the future.
0: Mm. I think it's really interesting too that um, like parenting is one of those things that you you can't necessarily. Just work at it and have better outcomes. You get no feedback. It's not. It's not. And I, the part of the book where you talk about your transition to essentially to being a professional athlete. Yes. Where you 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 described yourself as a cheater and a bludger <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> When you were younger. Yeah. And that at a certain point, you realized you couldn't just coast by on talent. You had to actually work, work hard. It. Yeah. And you began working really hard. Mm. And then to make the mental shift from that to parenting, where it doesn't really matter how hard you try. And everyone tries really hard. Yeah. And it's still hard. And you don't necessarily get better kids out of it. No.
1: <laughs> no. And, that, and that's and that been the biggest thing. You know, every day as an athlete, I was getting constant feedback from my coach or from my performance in training or my performance in the racing pool. It's very black and white. It's very clear to see your progression forward. It's very clear to see that you're doing well or not. And you make adjustments accordingly when you become a parent you get no feedback your feedback is your crying little baby who's just crying at you and you're like well have you done a poo (laughs) like do you need more food are you tired and then you know they become three and you're like are you actually an asshole (laughs) 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 or is this just a phase like you don't know until they're yeah.
2: adults whether they're actually messed up human beings I and mean, you've just tried to do your best. Like, yeah. And any feedback you do get is going to be contradictory. Completely. So you'll have one person telling you one thing and then the next person will tell you the exact opposite. Oh, and then- breast is best <laughs> and, you know, fed is best
1: or sleep training versus co-sleeping. There's constant judgment and, and it's very difficult to navigate that whole thing. But... Yeah. I mean, it's it's easily the best thing. Parenthood is easily the best thing I've ever done in my life. It's filled my soul with joy in so many ways, but also it crushes you in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, you know, they leech every ounce of energy out of you yeah. and it's for all of the best reasons, but it's exhausting and... Um, the payoffs are so different to what the payoffs were when I was swimming.
0: Mm. You you also talk in the book about um, when you first decided to retire due to injuring your wrist. Mm. You talked about um, – uh, and I found this really interesting just from a – I don't know, I'm, I'm not hugely – aware of sport, mm. uh, sports and sport and sports people's process. But the whole way you approached it with this really, I'm going to go see my sports psych, I'm going to go do... Each of the different stages but just really thoughtful and professional. Thank um, you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I and, and then I thought being thrown into the deep end with, um, you know, postnatal depression is, mm. is such a big thing, but it's people usually aren't that prepared. No. Um to approach it, you know, they don't expect it, they don't know where it's coming from and they don't have someone on hand to talk to.
1: Totally. And I think that's something that I felt very grateful for. It took me a really long time to accept that I did need to get help um, when I did find myself in the depths of postnatal depression. Um, But there was such a stubborn, pig-headed part of me that was like, There are so many women around the world who are doing motherhood and they're doing it well and they're surviving and thriving even. Um, And for some reason I'm wrong because I'm not coping. Uh, If I just loved my little girl or my daughter enough, she would sleep and we wouldn't be in this sleep deprivation hellhole and somehow it was all of my fault. And so I had to really park that um, and remove that ego or whatever I guess, that that transition uh, thought process that I was experiencing and recognised that I I desperately needed to get help. And the good thing is coming from that athlete <laughs> mentality, mm. that was the benefit of having the athlete mentality is I go, okay, there's a process. What is the process? I'll ask my GP for help. I'll go book in to see my psychologist. Um, and, and having that structure for me – like – As an athlete, I would have made a terrible coach because I could never create my own um, training program. But if somebody just tells me what to do, if someone just tells me the steps that I need to take to get better or to do something well, I will do it and I will nail it. Um, But sometimes you need someone to hold your hand and give you permission to... To feel certain things and and to give you a structure and that for me I needed an adultier adult <laughs> to tell me what to do basically. Oh man, that really strikes. Yeah, That's right. I'm thirty four and I still want adultier adults just <laughs> yeah. to tell me what to do in general life. Please make the decision for me.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I I. I I don't even know how to continue.
1: <laughs> I think we I'm can so agree that everybody needs adults. an adultier <laughs> adult in, their, in lives. their lives. In fact, that should be a job
2: description. Right? We would, then, <laughs> like, In fact, all those older people that are finding it hard to get jobs right now, I feel like there is are Apply as, like, as adultier <laughs> adults. as, as adultier adults and we will take your advice. <laughs> totally.
1: That's we it. have like nannies for kids who kind of look after us, yeah. tell us what to do. Yeah. <laughs> We need that for adults.
2: <laughs> yeah, not a life coach. We don't. No, I, no, 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 uh, no, just, no. Just, just an adult. We're not trying adult. to
1: overachieve here. We just want to live life. Live
2: life exactly. <laughs> and I, I think it's really great as well that um, I saw in the um, the dedication in your book that you've um, that you're actually um not just saying these things about how it's helped you but that you're actually trying to help other people by mm. supporting beyond blue yes um in like some of the proceeds of your book are going towards them so have you had any particular relationship with with that organization yeah or so i've been a
1: um, beyond blue ambassador mm-hmm. for the last couple of years and i mean i've been working with all sorts of organizations um are you okay um Beyond Blue are the main ones. Um, There are so many great organisations out there to do with mental health. But (sighs) the whole reason that I wanted, I guess, to do the book was just to make people feel more normal in their everyday lives. Like I think so often, particularly in today's society, everything's so Instagrammable and... um, you know everyone's living their highlight reel and comparing (laughs) themselves to highlight reels and that's not reality that's not the world that we live in every day I mean if it is that's awesome (laughs) like go go you um but for me that's not my experience of life and so I wanted to because part of my healing is talking about my experiences and trying to lighten the burden because life is hard. There's stress constantly that we're all under, whether it be financial, relationship, children, you know, ageing parents. There's so much every day that we're – and that's not even to think about laundry and (laughs) and cooking (laughs) and just the everyday mundane tasks that we're all sort of um, coping with. So I, I wanted to sort of make people realize that we there's such a collective experience, there's a collective human experience, and um, you know I'm sure people might be surprised by some of the the stories in my book and.
2: Some of those... You've been very open. Yeah. And which I think is fantastic because... Thank you. You know, the last thing that you that you want, as you said, is to sort of give this false impression to people of of what, you know, if you're successful in this, that means you're going to be successful in, in everything. In everything Totally. And that you can be very successful at, at something and then still struggle with other things and that yeah. doesn't make you a and lesser, you can be lesser struggling person at, at, the, at time. the same time. Yeah, I absolutely could not believe the photo that you shared um, and there's some fantastic photos in here Thank of like you. through your... When you were little, through uh, your career and with your family. Yeah. But... The one where you said this is a photo of yourself with your daughter and this is where you were struggling yeah. with depression and your smile is as big as it was when you were winning a gold medal. Yeah. So it just goes to show that you actually you don't, you know, don't know.
1: You don't know what's going on behind the scenes of, of people's lives and, um, you know, I, I hear so many stories of, of, you know, relationship breakdowns and people going through divorces that you're like, I thought you guys were happy, happy. That's you right. know, yeah. and you don't really see those ins and outs and I, I think – well I guess you know in, in an ideal world I hope that creates empathy for people they start to see that sure I was I mean I loved swimming and I, I loved what I was doing but I was incredibly tough tough on myself. Oh and that really comes across as well. Yeah incredibly <laughs> it really tough. really does I
2: couldn't believe some of the parts where you were talking about your performance and yeah. i like Anyone and to anyone else that's outside of that world, we're looking at you thinking you're crazy. Amazing (laughs) or you even doing any of this. Totally. But to you because that's it just wasn't enough. You haven't met your goal that you'd set for yourself. Exactly. So I
1: yeah, I hope that sort of um yeah, creates like an empathy. And I I know that my experience of going through postnatal depression particularly has really I don't know, because before you have kids, you're like, ju- I mean, I was judging my sister. I was like, why would you do that? That seemed like a terrible idea. I would never, ever do that with my child. Um, yeah, and then you get the there. Best,
0: the best parents in the world don't have children. Totally.
1: And I, you get there. I mean, I told this story to my, to my sister the other day, actually. Her, um, he would have been, it's her youngest, but he would have been maybe three or four at the time. And he did a bush wee in the park. And I'm like, for those who don't know what a bush wee is, it's just like pulling your pants down and doing a wee in the middle of the park. And I was like, <laughs> horrified. I was like, what sort of person are you creating that you're just allowing your child to pee wherever he needs to pee? There's a toilet like 300 meters that way, just take him. Um, and then I laughed so hard because my she's now four but she would have been about um, three at the time actually needed to go to the toilet I had my um (laughs) had my six month old in my arms at the time the toilets were back (laughs) like 500 meters away and I was like this was on the side of the road. I'm like, just pull your pants down and do your piss there. And so I started laughing so hard because I'm like, oh dear. this is everything that I was judging everyone else for. I've now become this bogan parent who's just allowing her child to pee on the side of the road, not even trying to hide what she's doing, not even trying to be subtle. And you just, yeah, I think if you can make poke fun at yourself, it lightens the burden of what life is hard. Life can be Absolutely. a burden. It can be challenging if we just try and find the humour and the lightness as much as we can um, in all of our experiences and if we share them more openly then maybe people won't feel so isolated and lonely because they go, oh, I'm not the only one. I'm actually quite normal yeah. And um, but you don't know that unless other people, other people. are talking about their experiences. 100%.
0: I think that is so true. And and uh, as much as I would love to keep talking to you, <laughs> a great spot to leave it. Yes, perfect. I always try and leave it on a positive <laughs> yes, note. Yes, exactly. And you did, it, you did it all by yourself. I didn't you. To to get you
2: yes, awesome. <laughs> Plus, speaking of children, I think that's somewhere you need uh, yes, to be yeah. picking yeah. them up. <laughs> <Yeah. So. laughs> but the,
0: um, and, you know, I urge everyone, please go and read Libby's book. It's really... Even though she is not an, an elite sports person, this is a really accessible mm. read. She's, she tells it like it is, but is also a, you know a very empathetic um, teller of this story. So, thank you. Um, thank you so much for joining us. My
1: pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh,
0: and you can buy Beneath the Surface at booktopia.com.au.
2: Thanks for listening to the Booktopia podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if your eyeballs need a workout, check us out on YouTube at Booktopia TV. And don't forget, for all books featured on this episode and all episodes of the Booktopia podcast, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at www.booktopia.com.au. Thanks for listening.